You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Friend, I wrote this song. Uh, my turn ons are satin sheets and waves. Champagne tickles my nose. I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with more. Hello, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Chris Scott. Hi, Chris Scott. Scott, uh, Scott Kidd. Scott Kidd, yeah. hi. Well, that's a great way of doing this. This is a live show. Uh, we're broadcasting live on Mutiny Radio FM. This is episode 38 of Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, or 39. Uh, and I'm very excited to have comedian... Uh, Scott Kidd. Scott Kidd. Scott Kidd, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, my name is Two Syllables. So you almost had it right. No, I've, I host shows, so I would have called you uh, Seth Kidd or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's close enough. Um, I, uh, I'm from Louisiana. I'm 50% Cajun, which I think makes me spicy. Um, but yeah, I've been doing comedy for about 12 years. I live, in, I live in Hollywood, California, and uh, I'm here for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Uh, that's what I was going to say. What brings you up here? Uh, the Mutiny, we are here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission on uh, 21st and Florida. And tonight is the final night of, uh, of, showca- of their comedy, second annual comedy showcase festival, comedy festival. And uh, I'm very excited. So did you perform yet? Have you yeah, performed? Yeah, I, I was here for the first, uh, first night and the last night. I'm like the white bread for the comedy festival sandwich. Now, so you started off uh, first slice of white bread, uh-huh. opening night, yeah, and you did, and how was that show? Oh, it was great. Uh, we did the Filthy Dirty Comedy Show with uh, host Charles Hoffa Kelly. Oh, Kelly, yeah. Yeah, and he's amazing. He's like a rapper's delight when it comes to delivering comedy. He, Yeah, he has certain things he likes to talk about that he enjoys, and he, he has to tell people about it on stage. Right, but yeah. it's, even his delivery, it's like... Um, uh, what was was the Sugar Hill Gang or something? I mean, it's yeah. definitely his is very rhythmic. He definitely, uh, as a comedian, I, I love Charles because he definitely has his own cadence and his For own sure. uh, uh, comedic groove. Uh, it's very funny stuff. So that's cool. And then you're here. There's five shows tonight. I want to mention if you're listening live or in your area, come by support. Mutiny Radio. It's five bucks, I believe. Uh, and also, if you're listening, keep it keep it on. Listen, because did you listen to your show afterwards? Um, no, I haven't had a chance yet. I've been uh, awfully busy. I don't mean to sound uh, like I'm full of excuses, but I definitely will listen to it. You sound like a bowl of excuses. Well, you know, I live in L.A. Uh, have you performed around the Bay Area this weekend uh, as well? I, I did this week. I haven't uh, this weekend. I just got back today at uh, 6 a.m. I'm doing uh, two shows tonight. I'm doing The Roast of Jesus Christ and Last Comic Leaning. Since I've been here since 6 a.m., I will probably be definitely leaning by the end of the night that's true because you would be the first comic and the last comic performing maybe <laughs> yeah. you could close the, the festival out well ladies and gentlemen i'm very excited to have scott 
kid here not the kid scott do you get pissed off about that oh i hate it yeah they, i bet they, oh they say are you related to billy the kid all the time i hate it i hate it well you just want to live your life you don't want to have that guy be responsible for so i'm really excited to have scott here uh, we'll have another festival comedian come by later uh, but we're going to start the movie uh here we are a bunch of screwballs right yeah, yeah. what better movie to watch today than the movie screwballs from 1983 <laughs> this is our we've watched many movies from 1983 on the show but this is our first real teen sex comedy as they were called back then 34 four years ago so here's how we do it let's watch a full-length movie on youtube go to youtube is it on uh your laptop desktop mobile phone tablet game system just go ahead to youtube and type in screw balls as i am doing right now and then if you want when looking for movies on youtube type in a year afterwards 1983 i see it right there all right uh, let me see. Screwballs. I believe it was. Uh, let's go with Michael Taylor. That's uh, so Michael to the uh, YouTube subscription channel. Michael Taylor is click on it. So click it and immediately click pause. So I'm going to go click pause while it's buffering. And what we're going to do is we're all going to watch a movie together. Uh-huh. How can you do this? Well, if you're listening live on mutinyradio.fm, you know we're on every Sunday, 2 to 4 Pacific Standard Time. If you love iTunes, just subscribe to our podcast, conveniently named by somebody else for me, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's easier to remember than what I thought of. And also, uh, if you go to mutinyradio.fm, you can go to podcasts, and there is a link, so you can hook up your RSS feed there. But I say, before we start the movie... Always check us out at Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, which will have the podcast and the movie both embedded so you can watch the movie and the, listen to the podcast at the same time as we and Scott are going to do right now. Uh, so go ahead and move your little hand monitor to the triangle to hit play, and at the, at the go, we'll do it. So I'm going to count down. Three. Oh, hang on a sec. <laughs> Let's play the beginning of the movie on there. So three, two, one, go. There we go for Beaver High. All right, so here we are. We're at Beaver High. Oh, this is getting good already. So what? Oh, here we go. They're going to show tits right off the bat. YouTube Uh-oh. nudity. That's four, 17 seconds into the film. That's that's amazing. Well, that's very important in 80s films. Oh, here goes a tech nerd who created a upskirt camera. Oh, of course. He's a nerd. He's got to be a perv, too. This was shot in uh, last week. And there is the fat guy. And you can tell because he's fat and he has a shirt that says, I eat anything, which is sexual. <laughs> and he's watching the cheerleaders. And now, I've seen this movie dozens of times. And he looked, <laughs> Check out the special message they have on their butt. Eat shit. Yeah. Well, he eats anything. He, so he might as well eat shit. So kudos to the prop department for creating the t-shirt and panties. So the girls knew that he was watching. And so they went out and bought panties like a week ago. And then they went over to those t-shirt customized places. And they, I said, I would like EA on my panty. And then the next one said, T, please. And the other one said, S-H. 
uh, can you write the word shit on my panties? And he said, are you sure? And I said, you know what, better yet, let's just do S-H. That's a little sexier. Yeah. Is I'm whispering or I'm farting. That's a lot better. I'm telling you, don't don't say anything. Don't say anything. I, I'm, I have my panties showing. So they've been performing that routine out in the field for about two weeks, waiting for that fast slob to climb up on top. Oh, here's some break dancing. Hey, can you see okay? Oh, yeah. If I do full screen, it's going to pause and buffer a little bit. I'm happy to do it. Oh, we got some music going here. Congratulations. All right. So uh, we'll see if we can hear it. I'm going to go. Here's the uh, screwballs right there. We're going to pause. We're pausing at 201. Sorry about that. Oh, you know what? Actually, this is a hopeless thing. Go ahead and pause on 201, uh, and then I will... Oh, I paused it. I can't do full screen anyway. Okay, here we go. So we're on two and... Ten seconds. Sorry, this woman was touching her legs suggestively. Man. I don't know if we could hear it. I, I, I can't hear it, but I am definitely enjoying what I'm seeing. Okay, so why don't we just leave it like that? We can pretty much guess what's going on. That's uh, the principal. First off, this is a high school. Uh huh. How old are you supposed to be in high school? Oh, like 15 to 18. Now, you're a Hollywood man, aren't you? Oh, yeah. So, what are these uh, actors uh, supposed to be portraying? Like age, they're like twenty five at least. No, yeah, they're some are pushing thirty. Um, <laughs> the fat guy might be thirty. Oh, are we playing screw loose, loose screws? I was hoping to play screwballs, which is the original one. Oh, so we're we're watching loose screws, not not foot loose. Wait a minute, this is not the movie I want to watch. I'm sorry, but. I wanted to watch Screwballs from 1983, not Screwballs 2, Loose Screws from 1985. Okay. But, all right. Well, you know what? We'll just go with it. All right. I'll go with it. All right. Uh, there might be some confusion. So what decade is this supposed to be? This this is the 80s. This is definitely the 80s. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the basic uh, decal style like T-shirts that you can just iron on at home. Well, usually the bowling alley will have like a special place where you can go and get decals for your league, and they, they oh, do yeah. customizing anyway. That makes sense. You, there's a lot of things you could do. Our bowling alley had a recruitment center, a bar, and with a What's with that? a like for the army. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what they would do is they, if you were a Boy Scout, they have your phone number, and they would call you up and they say, "Hey, Mike Spiegelman." What you doing? I'll say I'm watching Screwballs on uh, Showtime, and they'll say, "Well." This is a sergeant, whatever, and I'm just calling to confirm you coming by the recruitment center. Raw, because I guess she's like, you know, into women's rights. And what was the other woman was pregnant because she had a big puffy shirt? Um, maybe, maybe she just eats everything too. That is true. Maybe it was just because she ate everything. Oh yeah, like that guy, like his t-shirt. Oh, it's his counterpart. So they're gonna switch shirts at some point. <laughs> I hope not. So they live in they they go to school, at academy, uh, in a small town. So the townies must hate them. And I also like the uh, opening credits uh, graphics. It looks like we're watching Happy Days. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Gary Marshall. Uh huh. <laughs> With Pat Morita. Well, as you, as uh, Scott and I are watching, we're not really watching it with the sound, but they're they're 
absorbing the school as they come in their first day. So these guys must have, oh, I get it. They got kicked out of their previous school from Beaver High. Did you know you did you get that joke it was Beaver High? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Do you ever smoke so much Beaver you just get like Beaver High? Uh I have, but I mean lately I've been sober. So yeah. That's good. Haven't been Beaver High in a while. Alright, so the gang I like how they like <laughs> These guys are like the the Mountain Dooley like choreographed really well. Right, right. They seem like they're involved with like girls going wild a little bit though. Yeah, maybe that. Well, they have a camera. Yeah, I mean, latent homoerotica too. Like maybe these guys are like ultimate buddies. We're gonna find out. We'll see if uh, they say true to themselves. He's got a little Huey Lewis in the news kind of vibe going too. His belt, he has like three belts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two little mini belts attached to a big belt. But he's impressing the uh, starlets. Oh yeah. This is when scrunchies were popular and hair things. <laughs> <laughs> Headbands. It's so weird. It's like, you know, here we are 30 years uh, since this movie and we're watching this ironically. But you look at 80s fashions and it's all kind of playing off of 50s bullshit anyway. Yeah. And nowadays they're all playing off of that. So yeah. It's just, it's not Garbage. like. Garbage. It's not like it's cyclical. They just, they just have a bunch of material left over, a bunch of outfits. And it's like, okay, we got to start selling the and comedy-esque. Um. This all reminds me of like, uh, um, oh, like Gilbert Godfrey up all night. Yeah, right. Oh, at USA Network. <laughs> yeah, bikini car wash and stuff. One movie I want to watch is called Fat uh, Fat Guy Goes Nutsoid, and I typed it into YouTube, and all I could find is a Gilbert Godfrey up all night promo. <laughs> and it was like, it was I'm Gilbert Godfrey, and on up all night we were watching Porky's Three: The Revenge. Uh, the next day, Forky's two. The next day, and Fat Guy goes nutsoid. And I'm like, man, I would love just to spend a whole evening watching those movies. Uh, you want to hear my Gilbert Godfrey impression? Yes, please. This is Gilbert Godfrey as my girlfriend. Ow! Ow! It's so big! Ow! 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 Too deep! All right, that was, that was, <laughs> that was good. Gilbert Godfrey as my girlfriend. All right. Is that something you ask her, or is this from experience, or um, is this a bit? We worked it out together. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so tell me, uh, in New Orleans, you oh, wait, topless scene. I'm sorry. Yeah. For some reason, this it's is legal. Physical. It's a physical. It's a physical? Get the fuck out of here. With the camera. No, I'm sorry. But this is like, uh, well, all right, we're going to plug in the sound. I'm pretty sure these are all natural too. No, that's that's definitely all natural, and that's not really natural to stick a camera right in front of it. But yeah, oh, this guy's oh, he's, he's got, gonna run out. He's got a boner. He's got a skeleton, <laughs> he's got a skeleton out of him. <laughs> so now suddenly the women are disgusted. Oh yeah, because the we fat were, guy's there. We were just having a press examination with these two guys until the sturdy guy came out. And got freaking. Uh, what was his name? The environmentalist who was the drummer for Spinal Tap. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ed Begley Jr. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a, he was in a lot of these movies. Oh, so there's the guys. So that's that's something for the ladies, I guess. Well, well. Ah, this guy has a good corduroy jacket. <laughs> it's almost velvet. <laughs> he's, he's like so pissed right now. I'm too bad the sound can't do justice to uh, the hall monitor. He's definitely seems like he has a wig on. Yeah, it might get pulled off. It's act three. That's act one. They show the toupee. Act three. They pull it off. Well, gentlemen, I 
think I can Let hear it. Tell you about yeah, I have it. Uh, I have it through the board right now. Well, right now, the principal is giving reaming them out, and one kid has a camera on him, and that's okay. <laughs> I guess not. Put your rich boy toy down. That must have been like seven hundred dollars back then. Yeah, I imagine the battery length wasn't very long. No, he can only do like a like a two minute upskirt before the battery starts going. <laughs> he's us, the audience members. That's he's filming what we want to see, which is the boobs of every actress that walks into screen. We have yeah. I was just gonna say, it seems like none of these women wear bras. Yeah, well, it's uh, this is shot in New Mexico where the weather is nice and crisp, so you, know, you can really you shave. I don't know where this is shot. Probably Canada. That would explain the mullets. Or would it? I don't know. The hair is the most complex thing in this movie. <laughs> Her hair looks like Niagara Falls. Maybe it is Canadian. I love how the only shots are either them or the other guys. There's no like close-ups or yeah. real d- dynamic angles. This is a comedy, so you would figure you would include the whole room so we can have the contrast of the people watching the comedic events, but not here. Close, tight shots of the comedy. Uh-huh. And then the 180 shot back to the people watching. <laughs> well, this is like, this is like soft porn, because yeah. they're not, not going to do it. They just keep leading up to it. Yet I still, whenever I was younger, this, would, this was enough for me. For sure. Oh yeah, she she's uh, very happy and uh, perky. Oh man. So I think uh, he likes her. Yeah, and I'm sure that repressed secretary will have some sort of interaction at some point. Right. These guys should get a find a, get a room. <laughs> <laughs> they saved a lot of money in the production of the film because all the the leads shared their own trailer. Uh, three of the slim, slender guys stood up so the fat guy at the edge of the bench fell down It's a nice little gag that's the last joke he's going to do for the next 20 minutes uh-huh. <laughs> well, but enough about the guys here's the girls they're all going, joining their dorm so is this a high school is like preparatory I think it's an academy Maybe it might be uh, well the fat guy packs snacks and then he has a joke about it what I pack snacks I eat anything yeah, I don't have to have clothes. I can just wear my sweat. Yeah, right. This guy just needs to wear his shades. So this is nice because no one's going to get murdered. Oh, actually, I think someone gets murdered. There might be a murderer. There might one. be a murder. There might be a murder. In this okay, one. Well, that's hopeful. All right. All right. Joint. Smoking joint. Is there more than one? Nope. It's there's just passive puff. Eight pass and one joint. Forget puff puff pass. Up, oh. got his shared with the RA. Oh uh, no, you're just schizophrenic. They cut this scene probably in USA. No, we're probably not. It's good shit, man. Turkish. That means it's hash. Yeah. No drinking. No she looks like the guy no from Midnight Express. She's about to just beat everybody on the bottom of their feet with a two by four. That's probably the reference they were going for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was still kind of current back then too. It was like four years. 
you'll notice like when they make references I was so there's a lot of movie comedies from the 80s with balls in it this is screwballs or meatballs. loose girls meatballs meatballs right and then there's meatballs 2, 3 and 4 and mm-hmm. I recommend 3 for sure Okay. but then uh, today I was looking through YouTube and there's oddballs mm. and there's uh, goofballs oh which uh, one of them takes place in a golf course okay okay Oh, goofballs would probably be. It's just like golf balls. And these were basically in your video uh, uh, store. Right. Mom and Pop video shop. Something you can get for a quarter now. Yeah. On VHS. Or just watch it on YouTube. Yeah, that's true. I prefer the VHS because it's just nice having the cover art. Well, you know, you can uh, get to the right spot, jerk one off, and then stop, and then go back to that spot. Yeah, that's right there. You're right about that. And that one little piece of the film is just like beating the crap on it. Because if you do it online, you have to write down the time of the video where you ejaculate, and then you have to like, you know, it's just it's a, it adds paper to it. You can uh, with YouTube's technology, you can click a little checkbox and start it up exactly. From Are you the sure? Yeah. Really? Okay, hang if, on. Let's say let's say you wanted to link it on on Facebook. Oh right, yeah. You hit the share, and then they'll tell you right off the bat. You can scroll down, and it'll say start from this point. Start at, and we're at fifteen twelve right now. Huh? Yeah. Oh, that's good. So that's why, like, if somebody says to you like something, and you're like, "I know the perfect movie quote," you can go to YouTube, find it, uh-huh. sync it up, and be like, "That's my response." I did that the other day. Whenever um, Trump said something. They're asking Trump about how much candy bars cost, and so I put the link from Rain Man, where he's like about a hundred dollars. That's great. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, yeah, he said drugs cost less than candy bars, and so yeah. Well, he has a point because candy's kind of expensive around here. You get some artisanal Japanese candy; it's you know it's going to cost you like eight bucks, and the same price as a chocolate edible. So you know, yeah. And if you're yeah. getting you know bootleg Viagra from Mexico, you're probably spending like fifty <laughs> cents a pill. So that's true, right? Which and so that equals candy bars, for sure. God, I, I got to tell my dealer that. I said, listen, the president just afforded me. Candy bars are are cheaper. Well, I mean, like if you get if you get like old school weed, like swag as they used to say, or stress yeah. or Reggie or whatever. I think uh, here is compassion. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's like fifty cents a pound now. Or <laughs> 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 it's like fifty bucks a pound. It used to be like one hundred fifty off the border. Don't ask me how I know. Um, and and now with all the uh, juiced up steroid weed that there is, that like kind of messes you up a little bit. Uh, it's it's no comparison in price. Right, that's true. Yeah, that's funny too. When they smoke weed here in this 80s movie, it's not the steroid stuff. No, no. it's just something that they happen to find. You know, Jeff, Jeff Sessions wants to stop weed because it now is stronger than ever, is what he says. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, so it is, I mean, it is, but... It's probably a good reason to start. It's I, stronger than ever. I guess. I don't know. I stopped because... It just wasn't fun anymore for me. Um, I mean, it's fun. I really love hash. Hash is fantastic. Uh, kudos to hash for keeping it real. But um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it does. It's kind of like I, I used to wake up with a weed hangover. I've never had that before. Yeah, potholes. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Anyway, get you can't remember stuff. Hash does that. I, that's one of the reasons why I, I'm not a big hash fan. Or I have to prepare myself because I, I'll wake up l- lazier than I should. 
And also, I hate melatonin for that reason, too. The, the herbal pill. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I used to have friends who were alcoholics. I mean, I still have friends who are alcoholics, but I used to have friends where I'd go over to the house and, and I, I might use the bathroom and melatonin is right there on the on the cabinet sink or something like that. And Just to help them sleep? Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't want to drink every night. Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, <clears throat> hello. Yeah, these are nice. All right. So, let's say we're right oh, out here at the what? vibrator scene. Oh, no. Uh, so, <laughs> God, she didn't lube it up either. She just went ahead. There's like seven people in their own beds. We got the freaking. Oh, she's gonna take the vibrator, the RA. Oh no. Uh. Why? She's gonna keep it. I've never seen such a disgusting array of perversion. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna have to confiscate. Everything. You can always tell when it's an 80s B movie because they do the same kind of acting as like a stage play. <laughs> you know, there's no close-ups, there's no there's no uh, two-take situation. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a lot cleaner than 70s movies because everything's kind of framed nicely. It's nice colors. It's you know, there's women, 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 or stage. So it is watchable, and you don't really have to pay attention to it. Or, or but it does have a stage play quality to it. Yeah, especially the audio too. Have voices bouncing off of the hardwood floor. There's no soundtrack either. Yeah. It's it's just like in between cuts. There's a little bit of like keyboard or something. There's a lot of movies, especially in the 80s, about like growing up in Catholic school in the 60s or going to boarding school in the 50s. So even when it's present day, it still plays with the old kind of trope of like what it was like when I was a kid. You know. Right. I think this is supposed to be the 80s, right? Yeah, it's definitely present day. But, I mean, as a high schooler, did you ever watch movies like this and go, why isn't my high school like this? Or I can't wait to go be a sophomore or, or a senior. Well, we I mean, like, movies like this would make us act out in high school, for sure. Like, it, we weren't, it wasn't like the Matrix into Columbine. It was more like watching Porky's <laughs> and then running around naked on campus. So right. That's what influenced us, you know. Yeah, like the time I watched Revenge of the Nerds and then dressed up as Darth Vader and had sex with a woman who thought I was somebody else. In a spacewalk, yeah. In a spacewalk, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I can't help it. Yeah, because nerds just think about sex all day. Okay, so here's the fat gentleman is looking at aerobics, which was super hot in 83. Mm-hmm. Let's get physical. Oh, my God, he just pulled out the pizza for the garbage can. <laughs> and that's it. We'll see you in another 20 minutes. Now, uh, speaking of Porky's, Pee-wee does acting classes in uh, in Hollywood, apparently. I like that guy. Yeah. He, yeah. He's in one of my favorite movies called Gimme an F. Oh. Which is uh, him and uh, I think uh, Stephen First is in it. But it's, it's a latter-day uh, teen sex comedy from the 80s where they're on a rafting competition. And it is pretty good. It has uh, James Skiing from Hill Street Blues. Do you remember the, the military guy from Hill Street Blues? Ah. When you, if you ever see the show, that's the guy I'm talking about. Wow. Yeah, so he plays like a, a snobby guy. I just remember that they're all in a hot tub, and they're all having a good time, and then the women pop out of the hot tub. <laughs> like It was like three of them, so they were all blowing the guys. Oh, man, they have great lung capacity. Yeah, and tolerance to heat. Oh, definitely. Oh, here comes the aerobics Speaking scene. Speaking of heat. Mm. Oh, man, turn it up. Oh, heavily body. Look, the guy's just right between her legs. Oh no, they're getting offended. No, they're doing yoga. Uh, no, it's aerobics. This is what we do in the 80s, the Jane Fonda workout. Okay, but I mean, it is reminiscent of Downward Dog. And... Oh yeah, sure. Oh, it's not man. that original. 
So they're just doing yoga and this guy's walking around uh, creeping on everyone. Get, get that butt flat, you know, they, they used to say. Jesus Christ. They did 20 takes of this show. This one's definitely full of takes, yeah. Yeah. A little montage. With the, the rock song, just exclusively for the scene. Way down low, yeah. So it's a lot of aerobics clothing and, and fit girls in them. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I do like random parody songs. One of my influences is like Stan Bush from Bloodsport. Uh, I love his music and soundtrack's great. But and he did like Transformers too. But uh, yeah, like I, I would love to make like a parody like this song. Yeah, it's uh, there was a, a guy on the internet. There's uh, DJs called Blood Brothers that have these mixtapes of all these songs. And when you actually listen to it without looking at the tits, as it were, uh, on the montage, they're always like, it's very inspirational and very like, grab the world or, you know, we're going to get it. And out of context, it's really inspirational. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to sell a song that, you know, cokeheads are going to want to buy. Right. Uh, cokehead producers from the 80s. No offense to you guys. I mean, you, yeah, if you're still listening, God bless you. Yeah, I mean, you definitely picked the right, the right choice, but I'm just saying. This guy's been staring at girls tits all day, and he just needs to look at this one girl. I don't know. What is he about to do? He just submerged himself in the hot tub. Maybe it's a charge joke. Maybe he's going to blow blow some money. <laughs> like in Give Me an F <laughs> with Pee Wee. Awesome. So Pee Wee teaches class. That's good for him. Yeah. 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 He was pretty solid. You know, the, the tone of the Porky's movie has changed because the second one was more socially uh, just... And then the third one was like back to the ranch. Yeah, the first one was fantastic. The acting was good. They actually had like some real issues, um, like homeboy's dad who's like beating him and stuff. And yeah, the difference between Hebrew and Catholic faiths. And I felt like you know uh, that it was some other. I'm, here I am shoving my nostalgia in people's faces, but back then when it was you know 80s and they're talking about the 50s and 60s yeah. it's like you're shoving your nostalgia in my face even though it was raunchy and that raunch was like definitely defined define the 80s but uh-huh. uh holy shit sorry her uh, lingerie caught my eye yeah she's got a little teddy on a little furry teddy yeah this is but, this is fantastic i gotta say and thank you cameraman for answering if i could see her nipples behind the fur <laughs> <laughs> it was like right in there so it was like when Porky's, it's like, well, I didn't grow up in Florida during the 60s, but it, it, it did kind of ground it a bit. It goes a little long, I think. It's, it's, it's a pretty decent movie. I like Bob Clark, the late Bob Clark director. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Let me tell you what's going on. Scott, we're watching the uh, ladies' bathroom. Where there's one toilet and two bathtubs, like the Viagra bathtubs. Yeah. And there's two girls, of course, and they've been washing their uh, necks for like 12 minutes. And it's important when you do it to fold your legs up to cover your tits. And then here's a woman who's got to pee or talk or what's going on, my well, friend? Well, her, her skirt is up, so she's definitely not peeing. Yeah. Can you hand me a no. towel? Is that a guy? Oh, he definitely has like a... Oh, it's probably the tall dude. Ed oh, Bagley. Oh, it's Bagley. Oh, man. Or is that, or is that Huey Lewis? I don't know, but that's a per... He's definitely got button. some uh, David Lee Roth cheekbones going on, though. All right, now he's going to let it hang out. 
The, the, the bathroom is nice and steamy for the two baths. They don't shower there oh, either. Here comes the uh, RA. Yeah. Trunch bowl or whatever. <laughs> Alright. This guy wrote this music like just while I was playing. Yeah, that's uh ambient. Oh, oh, it's our Teddy lady. Teddy Titty. Oh, she's nearsighted, so she's not gonna know there's a guy in there. Oh man. She's gonna be like, hey man, that was my high man. <laughs> Yeah, let's definitely share a tub. It's like yeah. it's way too small for both of us. This is this reminds me of when I went to school because I we would share tubs together just because it you know we're too tiny. Okay, this reminds me. Well, that face reminded me of kids in the hall a little bit actually. So do you think this scene might get sexual? Is that the problem? Oh, she just wants to wash. Oh, there, there's his boner. Oh, why? Oh, yeah. She's nearsighted. She's wondering what that lump in, in her bathtub companion is. It's a rubber ducky. It's a rubber ducky. Here, let me fish it out of your... Uh... Uh-oh. <laughs> He's like, just, I'm going to go ahead and push myself in there. Well, I'll wash yours if you wash mine. Sure. Oh, man. God. After this, they, uh, they installed showers in the academy. Yeah? Yeah, they said, we can't, we can't let this stand. Now this scene goes on forever. He's trying to coach her into wanting to hook up with him. To be like, well, who's Brad? Oh, it's me. So, about this guy, Brad. did you forget to take your bra? A bra? This bra. Yeah, why would you wear a bra to a bathtub? And a skirt. And a skirt. The, you know, Bosom Buddies was popular in uh-huh. 83. Tom so, Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks. So they probably said, well, let's get us a young Peter Solari and uh, Solaris. Peter Solaris? Peter Solaris, that's the gentleman. No, I don't, I don't, I don't remember his name, but I knew he played Rick Moranis' part in the TV version of Honey I Shrunk the Kids. It's probably him. He shows up as a father and girls. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he came out of the closet in the show. Oh, but you know, it's interesting. He's appeared in movies that Tom Hanks has directed. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and in the Polar Express, he does a voice. That's like a buddy of mine. That's like a buddy of mine, uh, Barry Sobel. He was in. Well, he wrote for Tom Hanks. I'm well aware of Barry Sobel. Was, yeah. uh, he's been here in San Francisco for a while, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a big San Francisco comedian. I know Barry. He's a good guy. He um, he wrote for Punchline for Tom Hanks' part and probably, I guess, some other guys. But, uh, but yeah, he's been in a bunch of Tom Hanks movies ever since. Yeah, yeah, he's, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one of the recent ones. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Tom Hanks knows his friends. Likes to hang. I'll see you. Can I? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh oh. Alright, notice that the seat's up. That and there's peel over the floor. So she's like the Porky's lady, basically. Wait, wait a second. They were sleeping in the same bed? and Yeah, with 12 other girls in there. And he didn't put it in? Well, he slipped it out for sure now. No, maybe not. But, I mean, there's like other women around here. They would have heard it. You can hear that like half a mile away. Yeah, or smell it. Yeah, definitely the smell. So he did get a kiss, I guess, after... But he didn't slip it in yet. Yeah. We have to wait till the end of the movie. Is that a LeBaron or a Cadillac? I'm not going to rewind it. We'll have to wait till he leaves the house. It's definitely an 80s car for sure. So yeah, 80s movies, you got the, the snob, the rich guy with the nice hair, nicer mm-hmm. hair, girlier hair. Yeah, it looks like a, a villain from Die Hard. <laughs> he looks like the bass player of some 80s band. Or, or Yeah, like Mr. Mister. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think he played bass. Nice. I'm going to lower the volume there. Oh, he's reading French. So this dude just walked into his girlfriend's house and he speaks French and she's naked in the tub, in the shower. She's, isn't it weird that the European takes a shower and that the American takes a bath? Uh, I guess. This world's upside down. Yeah, it's a little different. Thanks, Trump. World's gone crazy. And then here's the uh, teacher or some dude. We yeah. saw him in the opening scene. I yeah, think. he was like the principal or the uh, assistant principal. <laughs> oh, he's going to have sex with an underage minor. Up. Oh. Get out of here! This is I really mean it! Right now! Wait, her voice changed. She's speaking English, too. Now she might have fake tits. You forgot the And then they cut back to the principal's office. So he snuck into his principal's date's house, went into the bathtub, naked uh, shower with her. Uh, and then just in time for him to show up to watch it right and then all he calls him is a little worm there's no police there's no police there's no police station the next scene they're back at the principal's office yeah he's 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 dealing with him himself it's like he had some like dirty plan of his own and he's got to keep him under wraps (laughs) oh that's too much Far be it from me to deny you your pleasures. Uh-huh. I think I have just the thing. This guy looks like Robert Anglin with the perm. All yeah. His hair is fascinating. It kind of goes different directions. Oh, speaking of fascinating. And high-waisted mom jeans are back in style. I guess they just couldn't sell enough back in the day. They look a surplus. I got a feel all right. Well, this my high school did not have a cafeteria like this. I'm mine, sure they shot it in a high school. Mine did. Yeah, this this huge. Well, that's almost a gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where, like, it would, after a hurricane, families will show up <laughs> for sure. It's a shelter. <laughs> but yeah, almost that big. We had a really, really big high school uh, cafeteria. 
But yeah, that looks like study hall more than even a cafeteria. And you grew up in Louisiana? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my hometown, we didn't have 9th through 12th until, two, until 99, 1999. It was actually, you would go 10th through 12th, and after middle school, which was 7th through 8th, right. you'd go to freshman high. It was just 9th grade. Now, granted, that used to be the segregated school up until 1969. Up to 1969? 69. like 13 years or, <laughs> yeah, like 13 years after the... Uh, the ruling in court, but yeah, uh, Jonas Henderson High became freshman high in New Iberia. And it was just for ninth grade? Just for ninth grade, until they finally had so many people in the town uh, that they eventually rebuilt the freshman high and made it a whole other high school and then segregated the town instead of uh, <laughs> instead of oh, the, it's the high school. Yeah, yeah. well, you, you, legally you can't do the high school anymore. Right. Oh, I've, well, fuck that phone. They did it based off a of class instead of a uh, race. Yeah, well, that's probably what they were planning all along in the neighborhood, just uh, to separate. That's we. My, my high school had a freshman building, and because uh, we we did middle school was seventh and eighth grade. I think it was sixth, seventh, and eighth. For actually. some people, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people it's like fifth to eighth, and some it's, people go to like grade school all the way to eighth. Well, there's okay. So there's elementary school, there's middle school, there's junior high, there's high school. Okay. So those have to overlap a little. Well, for us, junior high and middle school was the same thing, and it was just something. It was like puberty school. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And like some people didn't make the mark. You know, they were still midgets by the time they got into high school. Well, I think it's for the sake of the teachers that you take the most horrible children, ages eleven through fourteen, and you just put them somewhere. Yeah, and uh, our track team in my middle school was was like the ultimate track team because we had so many eight, eighteen year olds <laughs> that were still allowed to play, and like you couldn't you couldn't be in a high school sports past like twenty one, I think, if you were held back or whatever. Really? Yeah, if you were like twenty two and still in high school, uh, they'd either pass you along or you just couldn't be in sports. Unfair advantage. But in middle school, we had a bunch of Fred Flintstone stiff arming everybody. Yeah, well, that's uh. Hi, Mutiny Radio, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Did we have a caller? No. Uh, (laughs) There's something called redshirting where you uh, hold your kid back a year in kindergarten. Uh And that way he becomes like high school, like football big. Right. Um, I was going to be pushed forward, uh, but and because I had so many friends who were also in the same, you know, who were older than me. But yeah, my mom was like, ah, it's probably not a good idea. Let's just let him be a genius and be frustrated for his entire adult life. Did it work? Hello? 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 Well, you. Uh, this is is this sweet Gail who calls my show every time. I try. I'm trying to stag myself a regular place on a show so I can make. Well, it my show is called Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. What do, what do you contribute to it? We we featured your documentary a couple weeks ago. What are you What are you watching now? Screwballs. Well, I was trying to get you because there's a movie that I think you guys will be interested in. What's I'm the movie, Gail? It's called A Rage to Live. Are you familiar with that? Triumph of the Will? 
No, no, it's called a rage to live. A rage to live? I haven't heard of it. Dramatic. Very racy. Ooh, sounds nice. It was made in. It was made maybe in the 60s. Mm, that is a racy time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it really kicks you in the gut, man. All right, a rage to kill. I'll check it out. A rage to kill. No, a rage to live. A rage to live. I, I prefer the other rage. All right, so uh, I'll tell you what. We'll check it out at the end of this movie. All right. All right. You should see this movie. It's really something. It takes a while to get into it, but it's really for the era from, it was made. It was very racy. Okay. Well, we'll look it up. We'll from 1965. Gail, yeah, we'll take a look at it at the end of this movie. Can we'll, we? Can we maybe get your phone number and you can oh, we'll text oh, back and forth. Get the title again later. No, 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 no. Okay, I'll don't tell us your number. Oh well, uh, she was just—you were just joking. He was just saying. Uh, all right, well, thanks, Gail. It's good to talk to you. We're gonna go back to the movie. There's been two nude scenes since uh, we started talking. All right, so actually, we missed all the nude scenes. <laughs> right now, we're watching uh, sexy tennis outfits from the '80s. See, this guy doesn't look like a high school kid at all. I played with some of the best. He's not. It's like that. It's like that. Um, oh, what's his name? John Cryer movie. Mm. Hiding out. Yeah. Yeah, I love hiding out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's my. Is it, did he direct that movie? Oh, that'd be great. I don't know. That movie is such a great. So he is. His name is like so so and so, and he. It's a Boston movie too. And when I grew up in when I lived in Boston and I saw that movie when it came out. Same locales, all the restaurants and oh, stuff okay. like that. It's pretty cool. But the mob's after him, so he has to hide out in high school as a high school student. Right, and then he makes it with like the coolest, hottest chick, and he has the dumbest hairstyle. But right, yeah. he he committed uh, statutory rape, and and he had a really terrible hair to cut. And and I guess he was was it loan sharks or was it accounting? Uh, I think he was an accountant. I knew the mob was after him or something. Statutory. I've I've looked statutory. I don't know what I'm saying. Hey, it's uh, okay. It's okay. Uh, especially after watching this movie, which is just basically one scene after yeah, another. I, of, I, of, I feel like I'm being statutory. <laughs> oh, so he's, uh, he's having sex with his, his this guy's this golfer's wife while he's looking, while the golfer's looking for the ball. Uh, she, he's not the only one looking for a ball. He's got to play through. Oh yeah, you got to play through. <laughs> play it as it lies. <laughs> oh man, what a, what a ball indeed! So that's a crime, is it not? What assault? Yeah, just smack that, a guy's nuts with a golf I'm pretty sure course. that's sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> Four. All right, so the nerd is in the science lab at the public high school or the academy, as it were, making uh, bubble gum soda. Oh no, he's got a bra. He's making a this nerd. What was it on The Simpsons? You ever see that episode where Doctor? Um, Dr. Frank, but Homer's watching a movie about college life, and he's watching a teen sex comedy, and he's like, "Your nerd bob better work, nerdlinger. Your your bra your bra bob better work, nerdlinger." Well, he's he's dissolving ladies' bras. Oh, at least they're wearing tops. They're in the school swimming pool.
This guy is such a creeper, man. I'm sure the director's like, that's me. That's a young me. This is a story about my life. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Oh. So he got some formula from the bra, and he's putting oh. it in the water supply, which is easily he, accessible. He's putting in the chlorine. Uh, oh, it dissolves bras. Yeah. And he's putting it in the swimming pool full of girls. Oh, what a, what a creeper, man. You could just be better at talking to women, and they would take off their own bras. I would say, listen, instead of putting harmful chemicals in the water, can you just take your clothes off? Yeah. 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 It's like, you have one or the other. Either... I'm oh god. So the fat creeper hopped in there. His his trunks will disappear too. He's getting a better look. This is all they do is like get the clothes down and then just stare and videotape it. Yeah, and then later on he I guess plays with himself. <laughs> uh, do you remember that time I walked by this girl and stared right up at her dress? <laughs> Why is he got a skin cap on? It is a swimming pool. Yeah, but like, okay, I guess it's his disguise. But the the dude's uh, boxy short hasn't dissolved. Yeah, no, it totally did. I, oh, it did? Yeah, 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 they, they've alluded to it. He's like, hey, this looks like a fun time. He's, maybe his wig will disappear in this scene. I know these actresses are swimming in the nude, but you can barely see it. Yeah, it's like mostly tan line that you're looking for. It's <laughs> my uh, brother would say, white dolphin. Oh, the tan line? Yeah. The white dolphin, yeah. Oh my god, this guy's like even jacking off in the car. He's hey, got porn everywhere. He's reading uh, the, the periodicals or the literature. The sensual massage book. Wait. Uh, so he's going into an oriental massage. That's why you heard that music play. Right, and you see the guy who looks like uh, he's from the Goonies. This is so funny. All these guys do is like sneak their way into these girls' uh, massage or shower. This is what happens when you spend all day working out and never like just muster the courage of saying, "Hi, you're pretty." Yeah. Hi, I I've been thinking about you all day. Can we have coffee or something? Like if you and your like-minded male friends talk about the same things, then it's going to be a little lopsided if you don't include women in the conversation. Right. So yeah, you are creeping around looking at women's butts so you can talk about talking to your male friends, but it has nothing to do with the women involved. And it's like you don't want to like, you know, it's like if you have a bunch of racist friends and they're all telling racist jokes, you're going to be like, maybe I should tell racist jokes. Right. Yeah, that's not professional. Yeah, you're not supposed to start from the ass. You yeah, like work. What? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like these guys don't know how to ease it in. Literally, he has a Fu Manchu mustache on because he's trying to pretend to be the guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he went. He went to right to her butt, scooped it up. I don't think that's how massage starts. You're no. absolutely right. Yeah, no, no. They at least use oil. Yeah, there's some some kind of dim light. Her leg keeps lifting up. That's involuntary. He has to pretend he's someone else. He can't just walk into a room and be like, Hey, it's me, Mitch, from the Academy. I, I paid the guy to leave so I could talk to you. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, yeah. Why naked? I mean, that's not really a good opener. It's more no, like... No, it's creepy, too. It would be better to just get to know her, her what she's into. You yeah. Know, if you really want to be you know, like covert. Yeah, like do a good massage. Do a good massage, but get to know her likes and dislikes, and like her her inner fantasies, and then like surprise her with them later on whenever you're just getting to know her barely. So he's forcing uh, orgasm. It's not. 
Oh, so he he figured out by reading a book that if you typewriter onto a girl's shoulder blades, <laughs> it'll make her want to orgasm. Oh boy! Yeah. Uh, hopefully, our listeners heard that. Well, hung would... low with a gong effect because even the movie said that was a bad joke. Yeah, well, they, they were leaving the Oriental world, so they had to put in one less gong. <laughs> It's also like the gong show. He just got gonged off of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't racist. It was just terrible. Gong him out of there. So again, instead of going to the police station, the principal makes him, goes back to the academy and writes, I will not sexually harass, assault the female teachers. Yeah, and never mind signing a piece of paper and getting, you know, arrested or possibly sued. So do you see they're drinking Cokes? I really do believe Coca-Cola paid for product placement in this this hard teen sex comedy. Well, yeah, you see the, the umbrella in the back? It's Coca-Cola. Yeah, well, like, in the 80s and the 90s, Coke was on everything. If you needed a flyer or a banner for, like, your sports team, Coke yeah. was on the side of it. But what about a scene where a guy grabs a woman's ass like there? I mean... Yeah, but then they're doing different kinds of Coke. I mean, you see the little <laughs> straw that's in his hand. Yeah. Oh, that's a pencil, probably. He's kind of like the nerdlinger. Yeah, it's like Stephen King with a boner. <laughs> How tall do you think that guy is? How tall or old? Tall. <laughs> old, right? <laughs> tall, I'd say 5'9", 5'7". Yeah. Old? Uh, like, like 32. He's, so this is another instance where these guys try to uh, just voyeur. They got a ladder. They're gonna go up and look at someone's window, unless they're creeping in. Yeah, it's like they're spending so much money on on <laughs> roundabout ways. This is worse than Obamacare. Like, come on, like, yeah. you're spending too much on a website just so you can get it done. Just like, yeah, just, just talk to people. Just have them come in, you know, take care of them, and go about your business. Not, what is this? So what does he do with this? So this guy's videotaping from a window of this girl walking around in a robe. Does he sell it to Cinemax? I think he blackmails him later on. He's like, hey, I need you to give me $15,000 or else I'm going to tell the rest of the community that, you know, you're, uh, you're a perv in the bedroom. It's like, you're gonna, I'm going to besmirch your good name and, and send this to Sister Mary Catherine if you don't you know, give me $15,000. I love how much nudity this YouTube video has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because even though she has her bra, yeah, she's going to take the bra off. Oh, he's losing his footing. Oh, yeah, the dog. Oh, it's humping him. This is the number one sex scene in this movie. That's the Murphy's Law about voyeur ladders, is that whatever could go wrong with the ladder happens. Right? Because didn't Bluto fall off an animal house from the ladder? No, oh. he, he saw such great tits that he, he moved back. That was himself. Yeah, he just lost it. Yeah. But, like, whenever um, Lieutenant Murtov, or whatever his name was, the, the instructor from uh, Police Academy. Sure. Like, you know, Gutenberg was able to just watch and drink a beer, and the girls were just, like, prancing around and stuff. But then, like, the freaking uh, the, the in, instructor, the asshole, he tries to watch for, like, two seconds, and they all start screaming, and he has to run away. Yeah, run away, and then usually he, he gets something stuck on him. Like, they, they super glue some shit on him, so he right. looks even more embarrassing. Right, yeah, or well, it was the other guy who got stuff stuck to him, his eyebrows. But uh, yeah, and that one he had like, he had like a a shit eater mouth because they put shoe polish on his megaphone. 
Do you like the Police Academy movies? Oh, which, I love Police Academy. So me too. Which tell me what your favorite scenes are from the series? Oh man, um, I really like. I think it was number four. Or, that or was three. It was one where they had the fat guy from that Goldie Hawn football movie, um, Wild, Wildcats. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and yes, he 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 was House, right? Didn't they call right. him House? In yeah, the movie? that makes sense. So it was like I think David Spade was in that one. Yeah, too. right. And so that's four. That's Citizens on Patrol. I think. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, so there's a scene where like. Um, somebody sits down on the bench and then the big guy walks over and he sits on the bench and then he like basically catapults him into the basketball goal. And it's, I don't know if it was Bobcat or Michael Winslow, but yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes just because he, it was just so ridiculous and, and, and very typical. Yeah. And house was in two of them. He stayed for the next one, I think. Yeah. 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 That's uh Oh, and anything with Fagel or whatever his name was, Fagler. Any any of those Steve Urkel moments where he like accidentally hits his wife and like she, oh yeah sure she goes flying and then like or like they some guy's like here you want an apple he's like oh thanks and then just tosses it over his shoulder and and causes the entire riot in Metro City because he threw an apple at somebody the, my fr- uh, what was it the the second one their first assignment he like causes a car to catch on fire <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah he that's a great one because. As a comedic premise, it's it just plays itself. There's nothing more you can add to it. He's just a walking disaster. So either it's funny or it's just kind of staged, and you have to watch him wreck everything. Right, and even his wife's like, "Please don't go. Just don't go. You're you're just so accident prone." <laughs> and then I think she becomes a cop later on. His Which, wife was that the wife that was on the windshield, like he was driving yeah. to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. she's great. Um, and then uh, what was the? Oh, just the um, Tackleberries in-laws like yes yeah the one that they keep punching each other (laughs) (laughs) yeah the dad is like he punches the mom in his his shoulders (laughs) yeah that's right they're and they've joined the force and they all have guns oh man so great he died uh not too long ago tackleberry a lot a lot of people from the show has kind of passed away the uh the uh the common arts uh Mm -hmm. the french the, the multilinguist guy passed away george Gaines. oh yeah yeah which you know, he spoke multiple languages, including Russia, and uh, he he was definitely good in Mission to Moscow. I think like he definitely held Wait, it together. Wait, which one's George Gaines? He's the the guy with the goldfish. The commissar. Yeah, the commissar. Yeah. 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 Oh, punky. Yeah, right. Oh, punky. <laughs> punky Brewster's dad. Yeah. Punky Brewster's dad. I, unless I'm mistaking his name from another character actor from many, the series. Many wonderful one. He's all. It's almost uh, <laughs> uh, Patrick Stewart there for a second. It's so funny how he has to bring his he had to bring his goldfish to Miami, <laughs> <laughs> like they had to scan in his goldfish. He was a rival to like Leslie Nielsen almost. Yeah, he did better. Wow, he's she, he's really grabbing the actor's really grabbing some titty. Yeah, it's probably a, a tit double though, because yeah, I don't think they have the cameraman under. So the guys under the kids underneath the bed sheet of the wife as the husband is in the room, and you can see a shot from underneath the blanket, and he's playing with a nipple. Yeah, but they didn't show her face, so I assume that it was. Uh, let's let's judge. No, nope. oh, yeah, let's compare nipples from the actor. I don't know if they're going to, but uh, yeah, usually use a double, somebody who's okay with actual touch and is not going to show their face. And, oh, he just got thrown out there. Yeah, so I don't think we're going to see any nip. She gave him the slip. She's talking to him like it's normal to throw someone out a window. Well, it's like that whole Shakespeare, you know, or um, uh, Berge- uh, Cyrano de Bergerac kind of thing, you know. 
but in, but physics, if you if you if your body falls out of a two story window and you fall into a ditch and you land on your back and you're not a professional wrestler, right? And you're gonna yeah. You're gonna have a punctured lung or something. And if you threw him off, you're not gonna be like, "I told you not to come back again." Yeah. Oh, you're unconscious. Well, I'll wait till you get back, and I'll tell you. It's like, oh, you're impaled by a, a shrubbery. Oh, oh, shocks. Oh well, I guess you can't hear me. They got like this giant computer. That's a Lisa or something, huh? <laughs> it's got the tiny monitor that looks like it came from like Gulf War or something. He has a microphone too. Let's see if we could hear. Uh... Oh, this is back when computers talk this way. Uh-huh. Some nerdy guy. What's the most optimum way to gain a vantage point to girls' change room? The ceiling is made of false soundproof paneling. I can only guess they're trying to break into the, the sorority house. Yeah, they're trying to... It's, they're porkies, you know... Times a million. Yeah, it's, yeah. they're definitely... God. You know what was great in that movie, Porky, is when the guys stared at girls. Well, let's make our own movie. <laughs> it inspired us so much. It's like if Home Alone met Porky's. <laughs> yeah, it's the same stunt over and over again. Giant pry bars. So I think the reason they're called loose screws is that mentally, I, I think emotionally they're kind of crippled and they need to kind of work things out. Maybe yeah. cripple's not the best term, but they definitely seemed restrained. Yeah, they, they were probably all molested in like a boy's home whenever they were... When they were in Boys Academy. The prequel is actually not as funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, very sad. Yeah, it's really <laughs> sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you can see where Brian De Palma got the whole idea for Mission Impossible. It's <laughs> <laughs> for the sea of the screwballs. Um, oh, did you know that uh, Tony Hawk was David Spade's stunt double? And Police Academy 4. It's so amazing. Like, how professional are those guys? I mean... Tony Hawk's like six-something, right? Yeah. And, like, David Spade, I met him at the improv. He's... <laughs> he's not six-something. No, he's like maybe five-something. It and, didn't matter. It didn't matter because it was just cool skateboarding stunts on, on the big screen. It's all about that bleach, bleached hair. Was that the... Four was the one where they drove around rapping? I don't know. I know that, I mean, like, House or whatever had that boombox or something. Right. But but, uh, um, David Spade's character and then Mark Radner, I think, was in it, too, from from Fast Times. Okay, yeah. That guy? Yeah. I think those two were were buddies, and they they were cadets or whatever. There's a lot of different subplots about cadets. There was, my favorite was the the Italian guy who snuck into the women's uh, building. Oh, in the first one? Yeah. Yeah. First one has a lot of good guys. Martin. Martin, yeah, right. I'm just regular George Martin. Yeah, he didn't he didn't last because he wasn't like dynamic enough, you know. He was smooth and it was a cool idea. Um because you know, it's nice to have like a, a suave guy, but then yeah. it's like we can we can just level up Gutenberg a couple steps, you know? Well, cuz he he met his comeuppance with uh Leslie Easterbrook. With um no no, no. Uh, it was the chick from Sex in the City. Oh, uh, uh, not Cynthia Nixon. She, uh, she was also in Porky's as Lassie. Well, she's been in a lot of such this actress that we're talking about. God, my eyes! I gotta figure out who that is. Uh, yeah, let's go check her IMDb. 
Who Kim Cattrall. Yep, that's Kim it. Kim Cattrall. That's it. That's who it is. Who's Manigan as well. I was about to okay Google it, but nope. Kim. No, I, I just, it just dawned on me. Because uh-huh. she's been in a lot of stuff. Cynthia Nixon, we did a movie called Ocean Stiggs, which was directed by Robert Altman based on a National Lampoon movie uh, story. And she played like the teenage daughter, and she was super young. Like, still had braces in it. It was really kind of crazy. Oh, wow. But they, yeah, they're professionals. They've been in tons of stuff. That's like uh, Diane Lane. She was in a movie called French Romance, I think it was called. Yeah. And she was a little, like, real young. Real young. She was in that punk rock movie. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? The Ladies and Gentlemen, The Stains, or the... She was she played no, like a I teenage did. punk rocker. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. The Fabulous Stains. Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. I think that was her movie. That sounds disgusting. The Fabulous Stains. Fabulous Stains. Um... Yeah, look, these guys are just hanging out in their underwear. So basically, the the plot of this movie is these guys got transferred to some preparatory academy or uh-huh. something. Uh, there's a bunch of hot chicks around who are all white. Everybody's white in this movie. Right. Um, and tan. I would say tan. Well, I'm okay. <laughs> I guess so. This guy is like, he's, he literally he just grabbed his nuts. Yeah, I think I have a better body than that guy. Um but do you have better underwear? I not yet. I do have a nice pair of penguin underwear, but um, I got for my birthday one uh, a couple of years ago. But no, I should definitely uh, I should definitely upgrade my underwear. Well, the, uh, this this movie has inspired me on underwear choice. Yeah, because you could wear the tidy whities mm-hmm. But what seems more comfortable is more like a sling. Kind of like a fabric that just lets my uh, balls point out. Like and a banana hammock. Yeah, a little hammocky, tight wrap around. I like cotton though. I like cotton because it breathes, and you know you don't want you don't want to have sweaty balls coming out the gate. Well, I, cotton doesn't uh, naturally shape my package. I need something to give it an immediate appearance. I see. So I, I'm willing to spend hours of discomfort for that one moment. Maybe you can have one of, like, you know how they have the mouth guards that you um, boil in water and then you put it in your mouth and it form fits? Yeah. Maybe, maybe they have underwear like that where you can boil it or heat oh, it that, up. And that'd then, be great. Keep yourself hygienic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those seat cushions that, like, just fits to your ass. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll research that later. Well, they finally discover strip clothes, and which oh. is a lot. It's legal. Yeah. Right? There is voyeurism happening. They might they might get a little too excited, though. This is, this is really close. Yeah, but oh, is this Harry Anderson? No, it's a, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> also from Louisiana. Uh, pseudo Anderson, if you will. Yeah, totally, he totally has the vibe of Harry Anderson. Though. Well, it's the, the linen suit and the straw the straw hat, I yeah, guess. The fedora, the, the like, I'm in the South, I'm about to solve a mystery and, <laughs> and, and pull a bunch of cards out of my pocket. Right, I have round rim glasses, too. That's what, <laughs> this is why he's a Harry Anderson lookalike. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, if you look good in a suit, then you have some kind of authority. Like, this guy kind of eludes a little authority, I guess. I just recently watched It again, and uh, I was something else I have on VHS, and Harry Anderson is in the movie. Um, he's Beep Beep Richie, but uh, his, his uh, prequel character or whatever, his younger character is Seth Green. Oh, that's interesting. Seth Green, another professional who's been in everything at a young yeah, age. Yeah, um, uh, Stepmom's an Alien with Kim Basinger. And oh, my God. I love that movie. He was so little in that movie. And, and the chick from uh, American Pie, the redhead chick, uh, sticks, uh, sticks you know, from uh, How I Met Your Mother. 
Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. She's also, she's the daughter in that movie. So they, they've all been kind of like working it forever. Yeah. Just to, you know, if anybody listening out there who's aspiring to be an actor and past the age of 20, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah. Listen, you may make fun of E from Entourage, but that guy has been acting as a, since he was a kid. So. Wait, which one? The, um, the, the, the little whiny friend who is... Uh, who wants to be the agent or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in Unhappily Ever After. Unhappily Ever After, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the Army Show, he spun off on that, I think. Oh, okay, okay. They... Uh, yeah, I love Unhappily Ever After. Yeah, that was too. my favorite show. Speaking of Bobcat. Yeah, Bobcat played the voice of a, uh, of a the talking bunny. bunny. Yeah, yeah, Floppy. Mr. Floppy, Mr. I think? Floppy or something yeah. like that. But I loved how like uh, they would have Nicky Cox go up to a character actor and say, Hey, didn't you play the farmer in the, our last episode? He was, yep, <laughs> but now I'm the accountant. Like, they didn't really care. It was very funny. <laughs> that was back when UPN or, or WB, I think. WB. WB was, like, still kicking ass. Well, that is Shasta McNasty. Oh, man, I don't know if I saw that one. I it saw was, the mullets. You yeah. seen that one? No, I haven't seen the mullets. That's pretty good. It's like the broken li- some of the Broken Lizard guys. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like the Broken Lizard guys. So. Yeah, I met them, too. I, I oh, used really? to work at the Hollywood Improv, so I had I had the pleasure of running into all sorts so of people. Is this the one on Hollywood? I oh, mean, on Melrose. On Melrose? Yeah, 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 that's by my mom's house. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know what I have to say about that? Well, uh, I know Jamie Flam from here from the Bay Area. Oh, okay, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, he's a good man, and uh, I like the guy. And he, we did a Spiegel Mania show at the lab years, like six years ago. Oh, nice. I still use the photo, but... Uh, That's awesome. I think he just graduated, or he just... Uh, he left, he moved yeah, on, yeah, yeah, which is good for him. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to say about that improv is that bartender is the greatest guy I ever met. Eddie? Yeah. Eddie He Burke? just knows everybody's strings. He just knows. They, um... The old guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was in the old uh, Evening at the Improv episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, like I think he was talking to Dice or something. That's great. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's been around, he's been there for like, God, I want to say like 40 years or something. <laughs> Jesus. He's such a nice guy because I, I, the first time I went in there, I, I asked for a Red Bull. He goes, you, know, that's too, you don't want that. And I love his soda. He goes, I have coffee. And I go, yeah. And when I go in there, he gives me coffee. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah, like real, something better. Yeah. Yeah, he he was always real. You know, I could make him laugh, and that made me feel good about my comedy. I like that stage. I've seen a lot of great shows, like just hanging out, like a lot of comics are in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine, Al Magical, has this photo on the oh, wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm proud of Al. When I saw that, I said, geez, well, Christ, Al. <laughs> Not every comic has their fucking photo on the, on the hallway <laughs> of the, the improv, so... I tried to put mine, but they kept tearing it down. Yeah, that's a good, like, throughout the night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, don't worry about the name. It's, uh, oh, that's really cool. See, so you, you're not working there anymore? No, no. I, I worked there. I worked at um, Russell Simmons Inside Jokes for a little while. I worked at um, Sal's Comedy Hole and, and a place called 307 Jazz back in Louisiana. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not just a door guy. I'm also adorable. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, uh, yeah, you're a comic, period. Yeah. yeah. I'm a period comic. <laughs> you only perform once a month. That's right. <laughs> and it's always very enraged. Yeah, it's a little erratic. <laughs> and it's never blue. It's always red. Um, yeah, you can't go blue during your period. <laughs> not a blue period. Well, actually, the Spanish word for, uh, like, blue picture is green. Picla verde. That's hilarious. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I know my facts. So if you do a blue picture in front of a green screen, 
Yeah, you can get the European market. Okay, okay. That's now, something else I do. I work with a uh, a studio. I wonder if I have a card on me. It's probably in my bag. I'm gonna uh, lower this. They're they're spraying whipped cream on girls' tits, bare tits right oh now. Oh my god. This movie just ran out of plot. <laughs> <laughs> but not whippets. Oh, oh my god. Jesus. Oh another ass. Like, oh this guy has two these actors, man. Well, you know, you get paid and you get paid. <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna say I work uh for this, well I I I, I write and and direct sketches and stuff for this place called dronebox.com um dronebox labs and they have a huge green screen studio and a and a kitchen and like a, a studio kitchen and a black box theater kind of thing and uh they they produce all kinds of independent television and broadcasting and yeah just yeah, give, them a, give a quick plug oh yeah absolutely by all means so give me some shows let's keep plugging oh uh hello cougar uh, busted with Scott Schultz. Oh wow! Um, he's he's. I think he's moving on to like Comedy Central stages and stuff. Um, there's. I did a couple stuff like Spaceman and Moon Man, and uh, there's the Jack Gemini, the porn star extra, which I helped uh, write. Uh, it hasn't been used yet, but the Diary of Anne Skank and <laughs> Pump Friction and the Birth of Jack, where his mom and dad are like pioneers of porn. And uh, there's a scene where that I wrote. I mean, like I said, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, basically, his mom is pregnant, and they invented pregnancy porn, and inadvertently, cre- uh, like, brought Jack into this world while in the middle of an orgasm, while she was pleasing like four other guys. And for a film, yeah, for yeah. the film, yeah. And it was just you know, it was a mistake. I mean, or an accident, but you know, it was a happy accident. Oh, that's really cool. Um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's it's definitely blue, even though they film a lot of it in front of a green screen. And I think that's never been done. No, no. And it's pornography world of ours. It's like uh, it's like bridging the gap because they even have like uh, Ron Jeremy and um, oh, what's her name? One of the penthouse uh, pets of the year or finalists of the year. Um, Christiana Sin, I think her name is. Oh, very cool. And and a bunch of others, and and it's going to keep progressing and stuff and. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, I want people because uh, if you're listening so far, an hour into the show, then God bless you. Then we should definitely get uh, yeah, Scott out there for you guys. And if you're just tuning in, we're watching a bunch of uh, '80s titties and uh, <laughs> being covered in uh, whipped cream and around a preparatory dormitory. And I see mullets and mop tops. Well, the mullets, she's shy because her hair is a mess. You know, she's she's once she fixes her hair, she's gonna be like oh, super hot. Oh, that's the guy. Oh, that's the guy, right? Well, that's that, what it is. It still stands. And he totally kissed the uh, headmaster on the cheek. See, now they're also in drag. Oh yeah. Like if they're in an academy with a dormitory, I think they can figure out. No, I guess not. These guys have been in their uh, the principal's office the entire movie, and now the principal can't recognize them. Oh, look at this one. He's gonna fall for that one. He oh, looks man. good. They look good in drag. I wonder if he'll still eat anything in uh, drag. <laughs> drag. Wait a minute. <laughs> eat a cock. There, I said it. Well, the higher up has their own higher ups. This is the age of Reagan, so there's always a Reagan in the background. As well as Ronald Reagan, I hope you do. I'll do well, Ronnie. Yeah, this reminds me of like Mr. Strickland from Back to the Future and the detective from, uh, from uh, Twin Peaks. Or one of the guys from Twin Peaks. Yeah. I like the the principal from... Uh, if you hated that principal in Back to the Future, you had to wait to the third one to watch him get shot in the deleted scene. 
There's in the third one he's shot. In the in the deleted scene, they actually shoot the his ancestors. Fifth shoots his ancestor. Wow. Yeah. That's some pretty heavy. So, well, you know, while his son watches, his young son watches. Oh man. And the young son, of course, continues the her- the lineage. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Robert Zemeckis is mad. Oh, that's crazy. And like, I remember there's a scene where he tells him like. Remember, son, don't back down or whatever. He's yeah. like, he has a shotgun in his hand. They're at the yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So it was gonna set it up or... for him to get shot. Wow. And that's why they were on the lamb, but they just they added took it out after testing it. Yeah, because that's that's yeah, way it's too... a little, it's a family yeah. movie. You, yeah, you've got ZZ Top doing like <laughs> Western style. I don't even know. They have this long joke that Michael J. Fox's name is Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, that's the joke. Yeah, and uh, of course you knew that it was supposed to be. Um, Stoltz. Oh, Eric Stoltz. Oh, my God. Yeah, I wish I could see the footage. I've only seen documentaries. Of- it's just the um, the opening sequence. It's him. It's oh. Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Where he's, like, walking around, and it's um, it's just his bottom half, and they're showing him, like, walk around. Huh. At the opening credits of the first one, where I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't go up, because I think they were still trying to determine what they're, who they were going to so choose. So, do you think that was, like, scenes of Eric Stoltz in the credits? At, at the beginning, yeah. Whenever wow. he's walking around the house, and it's like... Uh, and then they dub it with Mike's voice. He's like, hey, hey, doc. I can't do his voice. But oh, you yeah. can do Michael J. Fox. You can do Michael J. Fox. Uh, my buddy Fernando Soltera can do it. Um, he's from out here. I, uh, I, I was, the library had the box set, the Back to the Future box set. And it had the video for the ride. Like when you wait in line for the ride, they show you videos, which was directed by uh, the guy who did Bring It On and uh, Ant-Man. Oh, okay. And uh, then the ride, they have like, Biff chases you through time. Oh, wow. It's a ride. It's pretty cool. But the, uh, so the outtakes for the first one, he says, to, uh, he goes, gee, doc, like if I'm kissing my mother, I mean, is that going to make me gay? You know, like, <laughs> is that going to change? <laughs> <laughs> they cut that scene. Yeah. Yeah. But he asked the doctor, is this going to make him gay? If he, if he winds up doing it with his mom in the past. If he winds up doing it. Yeah. Jesus. Wouldn't that just make his dick disappear altogether? I don't think you become gay if you sleep with your mom. I think you have other issues to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Everything is sped up. Oh, they have a, a auditorium show. Oh, so we finally get to see the footage. Yeah, that's right. So there, there is a reason why this guy's been filming. He is a blackmail time. artist. And, wow. Wow. And they did the typical burning through the uh, the film. Even I, though it wasn't... Was it a film projector? Oh, it, yeah. It had to be if it yeah. was a projector, right? Say well, they could maybe have a television one. Okay. Well, I, I've done that once. I found, like, old footage of my uh, my family and my, my older siblings as little kids. And I was running it through an old school, like, Panasonic or one of those projectors. And, and uh, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And... At some point, I think I left the light on too long and didn't have the motor moving, and it just started burning, Burn, it, so yeah. I just turned it off. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it's easy to fix, but... Well, they would have... Uh, sorry. You just cut it and tape it back together. It's all good. They had uh, the old video projectors with three-colored uh, projections, like oh, blue yeah. color oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. color. You see that at like a... Well, it, for us, it'd be Mr. Gaddy's or like a skating rink or something. Yeah. Mr. Gaddy's is like a pizza chain from... I guess I don't even know where it's from. Louisiana. It's like a Louisiana Chuck E. Cheese. No, but they eventually became that. Oh yeah. Um, before Chuck E. Cheese, we had Showbiz Pizza. I don't know if you remember those guys. No, in New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey. Chuck E. Cheese came out in the '80s, and because we would go to the mall anyway, we'd mm-hmm. just go there as well. I think these guys came out in the '70s or a little bit like early '80s. 
not Mr. Gaddy's, but uh, Showbiz Pizza, because they were the ones who invented the um, animatronic. The, the animatronic, yeah, the guy. There's even a documentary. There was one on Hulu that I watched. It was very eerie. Well, so Chuck E. Cheese was created by Nolan Bushwell, the Atari guy who ripped off Pong. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ripped off. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Starlight Showbiz Pizza. That's it. That's it. Starlight Express or something like that. I think that's the name of it. Well, Starlight Express is the the play. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. you're right. I'm just putting two and two together at this point. Well, pizzas and uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber go so great together. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I, okay, go ahead. Oh, I just want to let the audience know that we are watching this movie. They're just been having this extended auditorium show with a topless girl in lingerie dancing to a robotic uh, thing. And the dance is rather explicit. This is probably one of the more explicit movies we've watched on the show. We actually, I actually found a movie called The Telephone Book from 71, which was pretty uh, graphic, sexually. And that's on YouTube. So I just want to recommend that as well. Uh, oh, <clears throat> all right, here we go. 80s music. The band is playing. And I never liked these movies where, you know, it may look like realistic high school, but when they put on productions and like these teenagers have all this equipment yeah. and like clothing, I just it's hard to, to it's, fathom. It's not that hard to believe if you've ever like been around a bunch of rich kids in LA. Uh, I, God, especially like doing comedy. No offense to you guys, you know if you if you're if you got hearts of gold, fantastic. But a lot of times it's just like when you have everything handed to you. You don't seem to give a shit about anybody else, and, yeah. and you don't really have a lot of substance to bring to the table. So if you do have a production, it's probably just a bunch of other people's music that you cut and paste together. Anyway. No, no, keep going. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I know I'm stepping on toes right now. If what anybody... else? Do you like it when comics invite you to their show as an audience member on Facebook? As an audience, uh, now I sound like Michael J. Fox trying to talk. Yeah, as an audience member. As an audience member. Um, no, that's dreadful. That's awful. They only do it because you know they they don't care. They gotta get get it blasted. I'm blasting it. I'm just I just blasted it. No, they only do it because that's the only friends or a bunch of comics on Facebook. That's the only people that they know in town. Right. Most of them are from out of town, and nothing against anybody because I've done it too, but it's like. I, I knew to not do it if I was going to be charging for a show. You know what I mean? Right, that's a good point. And if you're going to do something where it's like, a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll have a mic afterwards or they'll have like a keg or something. So there's a reason to, to, to invite incentive, yeah. yeah. Is that is? We're already done? Yeah, they just ended it with uh, the, their little Wet Dreams showcase where they're topless at Academy. They went from retrobates to uh, corruptors. That's like... They uh, completely corrupted the system. They were supposed to reform the school, be reformed the school. Uh-huh. And they turn it into a strip club at the end because they outed the uh, professor headmaster as a perv as well. Yeah, and they never removed his wig, so I guess it was a real perm. So here we go: summer fun performed by Phil Knight, school break performed by Errol, charging, dance tonight, circular impression. These are the songs: do the screw by Meyer and Kronk, dance the screw, jump for joy, and screw it. All songs written for the movie Screwballs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I boy. wonder if they were written before or after. I think some of them said 1981, so it was like, let's just get anything with the word screw in it. Well, I'm sure they just finished the movie and they said, here's the scene. And they said, okay, let's just write a song. Oh, there's some uh, post credit stuff. Cool. Wait a minute. I'll see to it personally that he sings soprano for the rest of his life. 
No, this is the scene from the movie. Hang on a second. It, this copy we're watching, we're an hour and 17 minutes into it. That's about the length of a movie, right? Yeah. 77 minutes? That counts. Yeah. So, do you think this is just footage from the movie again? I think we're, I think they just padded it out with more with the same movie. Huh. Okay, well... It looks like it's going backwards, actually, from that scene. Yeah, they have the skeleton... You know, that's something to learn about watching movies on YouTube. You, you can never be too sure, I guess. Uh, but man, that was a good movie. I think I learned something. Yeah. yeah. People in the 80s didn't get a, uh, get arrested for rape, apparently. No, they, they just kept doing it. They, they got sent to the principal's office. That's the worst yeah. that's going to happen. For, for better tips. Scott Kidd, thank you so much for being my guest. It was a pleasure to meet you, sir. Uh, it was a lot of fun. If you're listening to this live or if you have access to the archives here at Muni Radio, Scott's performing the Last Comics Leaving show at 9 o'clock today. There's five live shows happening here at uh, 21st Avenue in Florida. So I, I just want to give a shout-out. And there's a lot of live shows here if you hear this later. Uh, listen to us, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's what we – you could find us on iTunes. Uh, you could find us at muniradio.fm. And let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.com blogspot.com scott uh, do you want to plug anything more uh just uh follow me on twitter at devo kid d-e-v-o-k-i-d-d um yeah he's right i'm gonna be on last comics leaning and the roast of jesus christ tonight starting at five is jesus and i think nine is the leaning uh also dronebox.com d-r-o-m-e-b-o-x.com jack jiminy Dot com that's j a c k j i m m i n y dot com and uh hell just add me on facebook scotty kid s-c-o-t-t-y k-i-d-d very nice very cool he's, he's telling the public to follow him on facebook i would never do that that's okay it's my private space uh <laughs> but thank you so much guy we're out of here bye let's watch insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to 
you're smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. This is Tusha Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for near fun dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruitFruitHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission neighborhood bar and restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? 
What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com um, I don't know, I've, I've <clears throat> thought about this quite a bit, sir, and I, I would have to say, considering what's waiting out there for me, I don't want to sell anything, buy anything, or process anything as a career. I don't want to sell anything bought or processed or buy anything sold or processed or process anything sold, bought or processed or repair anything sold, bought or processed. You know, as a career, I don't want to do that. So uh, my father's in the Army. He wants me to join, but I can't work for that corporation. Um, so what I've been doing lately is kickboxing, which is a uh, new sport, but I think it's... Pothead's going to come up with next. Go! is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. I'm off a son.
studio for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse on Mutiny Radio. How very exciting. Yay! We're all here. We're going to start the show. Yay! Uh, today's show theme is Unlucky Cats. Today is Friday the 13th. I'm assuming unlucky things have been happening to people all day, or maybe they've had very lucky days. I just stayed inside and made pot treats all day, so it was a pretty good day for me. Just super high. Thanks again to Corey and Catherine. Uh, yeah, here we are at Pantastics. It's Friday. It's time to party. Yay! Uh, Jonathan got me a beer. Yay! Mm. People are here. They're coming in. It's super exciting here. Uh, I have a story about being uh, super unlucky. This happened to me. Uh, it happens once a month. I, uh, I have my period and I feel so not lucky at all. Just like it's, I feel like the whole world is crashing down upon me and I'm bleeding all over myself. Well, I'm not bleeding out myself. I am technically bleeding out myself because I use baby blood diapers. A lot of people don't know what that, baby bibs that I stole from someone else's mail that they left. And I, I put them inside my underwear and I fold them up and then I bleed on them and then I wash them. Same thing, except it's a baby bib blood diaper. How wonderful, look at this audience. Yay! Yay, people. Uh, if you guys wanna grab any beers, you can do that too. Uh, but you guys are here, so yay, you're an audience. Yay, yay! We're gonna tell jokes to you. Uh, did you guys have a good day? Did you have an unlucky day? Unlucky, lucky, it was a lucky day, it was a lucky day. It's Friday the 13th, you're not affected. No black cats, no bad, th nothing fell on you, no, no birds pooped on you. Everything was a good day. See, this is great, all of these theories about Friday the 13th. We're just gonna dispel them all tonight. We're, we're lucky people. Uh, well, I was talking about how I had a very unlucky time uh, while I was having my period. Uh, I don't know if you guys, it's a full moon right now. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the moon cup. Some people call it the diva cup. It's a piece of silicone that you put inside your vagina. It sucks up to your service, collects all that blood, right? And then you, you take it and you pour it on like the carrots that you're growing on your windowsill. You, it really helps them grow. And my glazed blood carrots, so delicious. Uh, you can pour the menstrual blood on your pot plants. I tried to grow a new strain called God's Pussy. It, it got me high. It was great, but it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. You know, it had a little, it was, it was, I think it was too much iron. I don't know. I don't understand soil very much. So I, I had this moon cup, and it was great, and I used it for six years. Uh, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you're supposed to change them every once in a while. while why? Because, you know, uh, plastic degrades over time. So I went in uh, to, I reached in to pull out uh, my moon cup, and I yanked on the cord thing, and it just broke off. <laughs> so now I have a little tiny cord thing in my hand, and I have a something stuck to my cervix, just collecting blood, just doing it, just it's been six hours, not worried yet, not too worried. As time goes on, you know, with physics, the blood goes in and then it, it there's no surface area or something. Okay, this phys I don't understand physics, but what I'm saying it gets tighter to the cervix as time goes on. So I'm trying to reach in there and I'm trying tweezers and I'm trying things, nothing's right, it's very slippery, it's very strange, and I'm like, I'm just gonna ignore this problem for a long time. Uh, so like 12 hours pass, and, I, and I'm, I'm single at this point, so I don't know what to do. Like I was started dating my boyfriend now who I've had for three years, but we just started dating, and this is not the kind of thing you bring up to your new boyfriend. You don't say, hey, I need you to reach inside my vagina and pull out my, my moon cup. This is not something you bring up. So who do you talk to? 
some people go to the doctor. Not me. No, no. I, I call my ex-boyfriend because this is, he's the one most familiar with the area, with the crash site going on, the problems, the blood and the stuff, and he's going to be okay with it. So I call him up and he says, yes, I am working at a doc's clock. He's a bartender up there and he's like, just come hang out at the bar. We're going to drink some drinks. I'm going to close down. I'm going to take you home. We're going to get this thing out of you. Everything's going to be okay. I'm like, this is great. Gets me drunk. I'm like, let's get really drunk. Let's go home. Let's do this. So we get home, I'm laying on the bed, I've got my legs up, he's reaching in there. We take some, we, we take some uh, kitchen tongs, we cover them with a Ziploc bag and try to use lube. We're trying to use them like a speculum to open up my vagina so that he can reach inside. Pl- Nothing is working. Everything is a problem. It's just, and I'm crying, I'm crying now. He's used to me crying, so I'm okay with it. I'm just like, listen, I just, you, you, you can never do anything right. And then I fall asleep and I set an, I set an alarm for 6.30 and I say, we're gonna, we'll try this again in the morning. If it doesn't work, I'm going to go to the hospital. So the alarm goes off, beep, 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 and I wake up, crying again, crying, crying. Uh, And so I go in the bathroom, and I'm sitting on the toilet, and I just start thinking of, like, birthing, birthing the moon cup. I'm bearing down, I'm birth, and I'm feeling it sort of move closer to the... And I'm like, wait, this is the thing. So I get, I get up on top of the tub, and I'm hanging on to the shower curtain like this, and I'm, I'm... Hushing, hot. And so my ex-boyfriend hears this and he comes around and he's like, what is going on? So he gets into the tub behind me, like some strange African doctor, he's behind me. And I'm bare, he's like, I see it, I see it. It's like crowning through me. He reaches up and he pulls this thing out and he just gets covered with blood. It's a literal bloodbath. And the only reason this wasn't a problem is that he's a drummer in a metal band. So this was like so fucking metal. This is like, and uh, and now now I know what what the color of love is. It's uh, I I left. I still have it on the ceiling in my apartment in the bathroom. One of the bits of blood that I chose not to clean up, just so I can remember how love feels. Do you know? Like he really reached in there. That was one of the unluckiest and luckiest times uh, that's ever happened to me. Um, <laughs> just here's the thing don't be so poor and stingy buy a new moon cup like once a year just throw that one away when it starts turning kind of a weird pink color that's the time to just let it go gotta learn how to let things go no hoarding here not in my you can't hoard very much in the vagina uh, I wrote a story once where there were whores that had a they had a twat pharmacy and in Vegas, they would go and they would open their legs and then they'd pull the drugs out and then roll them out and then people would buy them. This is not real. This isn't a fiction story I wrote. <laughs> but I've always liked the idea of a twat pharmacy. You know, like you put, and you like roll it out like, like knives. Like, you know, chefs, when they carry their knives and they have in those special packs, they roll them out. And they're like, <laughs> like that, but with drugs. Anyways, that was fun. Uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, we're going to get started here on this unlucky, amazing, unlucky show. There's a thing we do at the beginning of every show. We sing a song. If you know how it goes, sing along with us. If you don't, you'll, you'll probably figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. That white Wookiee is good. M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. There are so many people in the clubhouse right now. I hope you guys are all going to enjoy those caramels I made this morning. I'm very proud of them. They're very chewy. And they have about uh, 40 milligrams in them. So be careful and have a good time. I know. And it's so hard. You can't just eat half of it. Like, you eat half of it and you're like, it's so good. I have to keep eating. Yay! 
Your first comedian of the night uh, is one of my favorite people. She runs a show here on Sunday nights from 6 to 8 called The Immutables. Uh, she's a hilarious individual who loves cats almost as much as I do. Everybody clap wildly for Trina Roderick! Oh my God. Last week when I was here and you did your cat stuff on... Uh how you 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 and your cat Pam like get a little freaky with it? Great bit. Uh, so Matthew is like turns to me and says, you know, do you do that with your cat? I'm like, dude, my cat gives zero fucks. Zero fucks this bitch gives. Like her sexual orientation is hater. She's by like color, like black and white, but. Like, she doesn't need to get to what gender you are because she just hates everybody. Um, my parents have uh, two little dogs, you know, and uh, they treat them and talk about them like they're children. You, you guys have met people like this. I, uh, whatever, I go along with it. I go along with it. It's just, they're teeny little dogs and it gets weird my, when my little sister tries to hump my elbow. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and then my stepdad is like trying to explain to me, well, no, I'm the, you know, it's like, it's a compliment. Like, well, I'm the only other person she does that with. And I'm like, dude, I'm not down for a three way. How many fucking times do I have to fucking say that? Anyway. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't really think of my cat as like a daughter. She's more like a rude grocery store clerk that I kidnapped and now has Stockholm Syndrome. You know what I mean? Um, no, she's awesome. Uh, I love that, that meme, though, on, on Facebook, that huge cat tongue. Like, she would for sure not be into that. Actually, she might be into that. Like, like, she scratches my face so much, like it's a thing in our relationship that I have to avoid being scratched by my cat. So I'm like, no, I'm not putting a huge fake tongue in my mouth and getting anywhere fucking near my cat. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? She would bitch that, slap that thing right out of my mouth so fast. No, I like, though, um, that I don't think she would expect me to perform another species in order for us to have a loving relationship. You know what I mean? Um, like the first time I, I ever kissed her, she's like, well, okay, let me back up. So I'm 47, single, no kids, which is awesome, super awesome, love it. But like when you're 47, single, no kids, people tell you to your face, uh, you should get a cat. <laughs> right? So I did not adopt this cat. I want you to understand, she adopted me, right? <laughs> Okay, she's at my back door one night. She's like an outdoor cat, hanging out outside, walks into my apartment one night. Like, we all walk into the nicest hotel room we've ever been in. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I, could get, I could get used to this, right? Like, let's order room service, woo! Right, like, okay, I'm gonna have the uh, ocean feast, <laughs> and uh, I don't. We can, I could do a bottle uh, and a bottle of the vitamin D milk. Uh, so yeah, she's like, yeah, you should definitely get a cat <laughs> for sure. 
Um, no, she's awesome. Uh, I'm learning about uh, cat people and dog people. Like the difference between cat people and dog people is that cat person can take emotional abuse. A uh, dog person can take a licking in the face. <laughs> okay. um, some dogs, they sit at the, at the door and wait for their owner to get home. You know, uh, my cat sits at the door and waits for me to leave. <laughs> Looking at me like, don't you? <laughs> you don't have to have a dog to go to the park, bitch. <laughs> Um, anyway, I should get, I need a haircut. I, I, I can't find a hairdresser because I don't want to go to the last person. She, um, she, I, I like it when there's like a little, it's usually short, but I like it when there's like a little bloop in the back. Like it doesn't like go straight across like a guy's hair line. It, I want it to look a little feminine back there. So I said, you know, just a little bloop, right? So I get home. I didn't look at the back. Why didn't I look at the back? I get home and I feel back there and it's, a rat tail, <laughs> a full-on rat tail. Like if you left all of this, I was like, wait a second, just because I have short hair, she's clearly assuming that I'm a person with a, ha with a cat, <laughs> right? Like it's, everybody thinks, anyway, I'm so sorry. I really did not have 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, I think that's it. I'm so sorry. No, it's not that I don't want. I just, I, I was just going to work that anyway. Thank you guys so much. Trina Roderick with a solid five. Hot five on cats. Hot five up here. I'm sorry, I'm spinning everywhere all over you. It's because I've been high all day. Did I tell you guys that? I've been eating the, when I make the caramels, I try to make them perfect squares, so I cut off all the edges that are misshaped, and then I eat them. Because <laughs> everybody wants them to be in perfect squares, right? <laughs> so I eat this, and then I'm like, I wonder how much I've eaten. And then I get high, and I'm like, these ones are good. Because <laughs> you never know. Like, how strong are they? I'm like, <laughs> That it's they're they're strong today. I like them. No, I've been it's been fun. I talked to my cat all day today too. It was great, uh, but now he smells like fish. I, oh, it's so bad. I've been giving I've been making my cat his own cat food because I love him and because I'm an insane person. Also, it's cheaper and you can buy actual salmon with food stamps. <laughs> I just buy I buy him salmon bones and then I cook him in water and I make salmon jello. It's insane. I know he loves it though. But now I've given him too much salmon jello and he actually smells like fish. So I had to give him his first bath ever. So it's like been this weird, like, he loves me. He hates me. <laughs> like, what's going on? And he still smells like fish. So I think I have to stop feeding him salmon. I think that the veterinarians are right. You can't just feed your cat <laughs> like whatever you want whenever you want to. I was convinced that the whole pet food industry was a sham. I don't I don't think it is now. <laughs> <laughs> Your next comedian, uh, he doesn't look like he has, he has the capacity to love a cat in his heart, do you? <laughs> no, I mean, you, you look angry on the street, but I know you're a really nice guy in real life. I know you have a heart and a soul. Just because you went to Stanford doesn't mean that you're, that you're an emotionless robot. Uh, hey, everybody, you're going to love him. He's hilarious. He's smarter than most people I know. And I had, and I took an IQ test, so I think I'm a genius right now. Uh, everybody, Connor Doherty, yay! If I can't love a cat, it's not 
my fault. It's a specific. It's because of a specific episode. Were you legs guy? Yeah. <laughs> nice pants. Cause last, were you guys here when, when he got his his legs got all the attention? His legs stole the show. Now I'm gonna actually have to do jokes because I can't comment on your nearly hairless legs. <laughs> if I can't love a cat, it's because when I was growing up, so my dad was allergic to cats, so we never had them, but my grandma who lived in rural, rural Wisconsin would feed feral cats. Uh, did you guys know, I think it was like in the mid 2000s, there was actually legislation in Wisconsin to legalize hunting feral cats. So they had, I guess they have them in like such great abundance or like they're killing the deer or something. I don't know. <laughs> probably, probably not. But my grandma would take care of these, I don't know if they were feral, they're stray in any case. And so there was this one who was orange and white and he was fat and used to roll around so we called him Rolly. Rolly had a pretty good life because he was previously stray and then my grandma started feeding him and letting him stay in the garage. And then she got another one who was gray and white named Alex. Both boys. Alex is a little bit smaller. And I liked both of these cats. And I liked them because we couldn't, we specifically couldn't have cats because my dad was allergic. So I liked hanging out with them. And one time we go to my grandparents' house and only Rolly is there. And I'm like, oh, where'd Alex go? And my grandma's kind of stepping around the issues like, oh, well, you know, he was a stray. He may have just run away. My grandpa goes, Rolly killed him. There were two cats that I loved, and one of them murdered the other one. <laughs> so if I do not have room in my heart for cats, it is because of that, not because of anything intrinsic to me. <laughs> I actually like cats very much, but that's how it goes. So luck, uh, you could all die at any time. We could, I'm not immune. We could all die at any time. Have you seen these advertisements on the BART and the bus about sudden unexpected infant death? Do you know what I'm talking about, S-U-I-D? I think unexpected is really a necessary modifier there. If it's expected infant death, you just killed a kid. <laughs> like who expected what? And when did they know it? Someone has some explaining to do. Fair enough. Uh, so, so I was, Thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> it's always good. I don't like laughter. I just like Jonathan slowly. You're funny, man. <laughs> I'm at a loss. I don't have this. I don't have his shiny legs to comment on. Even with the pants on, I know they're shiny under there, bro. So I went to the doctor. Um, and you just, like, I didn't have a doctor. I just ended up with one. And I don't like the doctor that I ended up with. He, want, he like wants to be my friend. He's talking about how you need to build a relationship with your physician. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to get in here before the Republicans replace insurance with prayer. 
Like, we're not going to build a relationship. And he, so he starts telling me about his family and stuff. And he's like, so my son is seven. And he has dress up day at school. And I was like, that's funny because I'm 25 and I have a family history of diabetes and mental illness. <laughs> so maybe look at my body instead of telling me about your kid's Minecraft costume. <laughs> I don't know what I paid for exactly, because he didn't look, like he didn't look in my ears or my mouth, he didn't look in a single hole, and he didn't do the turn your head and cough thing. It's like the only time I've been upset that I paid a man for his time and he didn't touch my balls. <laughs> Never have that problem with my psychiatrist, he always touches my balls.